And good morning, everyone. They had me up there this morning. Turn around, look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor good morning. They're already doing it. I don't even have to tell them. They know what's up. Or they're just tired of hearing me say it. Uh, We just have a few announcements this morning. We do have a potluck and information lunch immediately after this service. The plans have been submitted to renovate the foyer and the awning out there. So if you'd like more details on that, if you've got some questions, join us for lunch down in the FLC after the service here. Uh, We'd love to see you down there. Uh, We do need some children's children's church volunteers. If you're interested in that, you can see uh, Miss Christine or you can see... And there's a sign-up sheet in the back. We'd like to have about eight or nine volunteers if we can. And this way, just one person's every other Sunday. And everybody gets an opportunity to be here uh, in the large church here. Also, downtown ministry food teams uh, is needed. We need uh, some individuals that would be able to provide food for the downtown ministry or be able to serve the food for the downtown ministry. It is just on the first Sunday of every other month so we need some volunteers for that as well you can see mr chris here if you are interested in that and don't forget that uh huge is july 4th through the 9th we're going to be in greenville south carolina uh there'll be some wristbands next week in the foyer as you walk in you can pick up a wristband it'll have the name of a student or a leader and you'll pray for that individual throughout their week in huge so we'll have that set up next week and parents as you drop your students off for Fuge, we'll be handing out the Fuge Parent Packs. Uh, it's a devotional that you can follow along with the student as they go throughout their week in Fuge. So you'll be pretty much on the same page as them uh, when they're in their lessons. So keep that in mind. Uh, if you've been keeping up with the reading plan, we're going to be in Romans 8, 29 through 30. It seems like we have been in Romans for a month. We haven't. But... It's been really great. Romans 8 has been really awesome. Uh, So just two verses again next week. So really easy. This week our reading came from Romans 8, 26 through 28. I have to say this has been very, uh, very helpful for me because, you know, I pray up here every Sunday. And a lot of times, like, I don't know what to pray for. So Romans 8 this week spoke with me very, very sincerely this week on this. So it says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So very, very, uh, very helpful words there out of Romans 8. Uh, We do have some prayer requests for this week. Uh, Our mission focus for this week is the van ministry. Um, Me and Al and Chad, we do drive the vans every week. It is a very fun ministry. It can be a little burdening sometimes, but it is very fun, very great opportunity to speak with the kids, just have a time to, to talk with them as we're dropping them off and picking them up. Great to get them here. So if you're interested in that as well, you can see me or Chris. And we will be glad to have as many volunteers as we can for that as well. Our missionary focus this week is David Wright, who's our family in Greece. And also our church planter this week is Bruce Crockett and their family. They're in Gateway Church in Columbia Falls, Montana. 
Um, I did go on their website. Uh, they are asking uh, for prayer on to see a movement of God in the Columbia Falls uh, area, the valley, the northwest, and the world. So let's take a few moments this morning and lift these ministries up in prayer. this morning again we are thankful that you've allowed us to be here god we are also thankful for the ones that will be watching us online god we just continue to lift them up in prayer god this morning we pray for um, our band ministry here at new horizon we pray god that you will continue to bless it god that you will continue to bless the individuals driving and god that you will call individuals as well to that ministry to to help god god we just want to lift up the students that we pick up each week god just continue to allow them to be able to come continue to uh, give us strength and encouragement god and we thank you for uh, what you're doing uh, in that ministry here at new horizon God, we also want to lift up David Wright this morning. God, we just pray for continued strength. We pray for continued encouragement, God, and continue to uh, bless them as they are overseas. Uh, and God, we just ask that you will give them uh, the wisdom, God, and the words to speak. And God, that they will continue to minister to the local community there and continue to make disciples and to share your love, God, and to share your words and to continue to preach the gospel to the nations, God. God, we want to pray for Bruce Crockett and his family this morning as they are planning a church in Columbia Falls. And God, we just ask that you continue to uh, encourage them as well, God, and that you will uh, lead them in a way, God, that will be able to build and grow uh, your church, God, there. And God, we pray that, um, God, that they will see a movement in Columbia Falls and that, God, you will continue to see a movement in the valley, the northwest, and also the world, God, which is a prayer that many of our churches probably share, God. We just pray that we will see your movement in this world here, God. God, we thank you for these ministries. Thank you for what you're doing in them. We give you all the praise and the glory. Amen. Um, next, our local school is Elk Valley Elementary. Our local church uh, for this week is Central Baptist Church, located in Carryville. And our local business is Alco Realty. So let's just take a few moments this morning to lift up our local community here. God, this morning, uh, we want to lift up Elk Valley Elementary. God, we know that uh, it's during the summer months here and that students are out of school. So we pray, God, that during this time that you will renew their hearts, renew their minds, and give them rest. And God, we pray the same for the teachers, God, as they continue to minister to the students. And we pray, God, that they will minister not only uh, to, to their lives and, and how they should grow as children or as, as uh, young adults, but God, we also pray that they will minister to those students, God, uh, in accordance with your gospel, God. Teach them uh, the love that you have for us. Teach them your mercy, God. And your, God, we just pray that uh, if
if there's one there that doesn't know you, God, that the, the teachers there uh, that do love you, God, and call you by uh, call you, God, we just pray that those teachers will minister to those students and share the gospel, and God, that children will be saved, children will be uh, living in accordance with your will, God. God, we pray for the local church, the Central Baptists in Carryville, God. We want to lift them up to you this morning. We pray for uh, the pastor there, God. We pray for the deacons and the church members. God, we continue to pray that they will minister to each other, God, but the, God, also that they will minister to the community, God, that they will take, uh, take the love that you've given us and go to the community and to the nations, God, and to share the gospel, and God, and to continue to make disciples, God, and to love others. God, we thank you for what you're doing. Uh, in, in Central Baptist, God, we just thank you for uh, the missions and, and what they do in our community as well, God. God, this morning we also want to pray for Alco Realty. And God, we just pray for uh, the realtors there. We pray, God, that they will continue to be blessed. And God, that they will continue to uh, share the gospel as well uh, to the home buyers, uh, to their workers. And God, that that realty uh, will be blessed, God, that you will bring uh, people to their doors, God, and just help them uh, love our community as well. God, we just want to thank you for what you're doing in our local community, uh, with our businesses, with our churches and our schools. God, we pray that you will be glorified and that you will be honored, God. We love you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. And this morning, we want to pray for Edith Maddox, uh, recovering from a fall. We also want to pray for Don Payne, who's struggling with some health issues. And we also want to pray for Ronnie Johnson, he's recovering from a broken foot. So let's just take a few minutes and lift our family up in prayer this morning. God, this morning we want to pray for Edith. God, we just pray, God, that you will continue uh, to give them strength, give them encouragement, God. God, that you will uh, help them recover from this fall, God. We just pray that you will watch over them, that you will bless them. And God, that you'll be with the doctors and nurses as well, God, that you will make sure that, uh, God, that the decisions that they make will, will be your wisdom and your guidance, God. God, we just pray that they'll be surrounded with friends and family, God, that will uh, lift them up, God, and help them during this uh, time of recovery. God, this morning we also want to pray for Mr. Don. And God, we just want to lift him up to you, and we pray for healing, God. We pray for recovery as well. And God, we just want to thank you, God, for bringing Don to New Horizon, for uh, the, the service that he's put here in this church, God, and the service that he's given you. God, we thank you for that. And we just ask that you will continue to bless him, God, continue to use him uh, in the ministries here at New Horizon. God, we also want to pray for Ronnie. God, we know that he's suffering, or recovering from a broken foot as well. So, God, we just want to lift him up to you this morning and just pray that you will ease any pain that there may be. And God, that you, again, that you will surround him with people that will love him and help him uh, through this recovery process. God, again, we thank you for uh, our family here at New Horizon. Thank you for their hearts. Thank you for their service here. God, we love you. It is in your son's name we pray. Amen.
Good morning, everyone. Glad that you're here. Good to see each of you. Um, man, it's always a blessing to come together, right? We get this opportunity to come together um, to encourage and love each other, to hear and listen to each other's burdens and what's going on in our lives and to carry them and to help to carry the load that someone is facing. Um, but then to, to hear the word and then to have that opportunity to respond to God, to see, God, what would you have for me this week? And it sounds like, and I hope as you've read Romans this week, 8, 26 through 28, I, I hope that as Richard recognized, man, that fits me this morning. That's dealing with me this morning. That maybe as you've read or if you hadn't, that you'll deal with that this morning as well and say, how do I respond to you, God? Remember, our mission is to bring glory to God by loving Him the most, by loving others as Jesus has loved us, and by making disciples of all nations. Our vision is to have a clear pathway for people to, uh, to do that, to love God the most, to grow in their love for God the most, to grow in their love for each other, and to, and we, and, and to make disciples of all nations. And how do we do that? We believe we accomplish that through uh, creating a place where people can live in community. Um, we believe that God created us to live in community. We believe that we need each other in all areas of our life and that God uses each other to speak to us, to encourage us, to help carry the burdens, to, to, to be there when we need somebody to be there for us. So we do that by this, not only this worship service, but also uh, in small groups, in discipleship groups, uh, and then having a place to serve. If you don't have a place to serve, listen, I can tell you that Miss Chris could use an extra hand in the children's church right now. So if we could get, you know, eight or nine people to take turns on each of those Sundays, you wouldn't have to do it but every other month. And you could go down and she would care for that and we could watch kids as they're moving from one building to the next and doing their thing, okay? So... Sign up. Go sign up. Right now. Go sign up. No, I'm kidding. Now, if you're going to Children's Church this morning, at this time, let's, let's follow Miss Chris uh, to the other building. If your child's going and they've not been before, you'll pick your child up in the building that's back behind us. It's going to front room and front door, the door to the parking lot, and they're on the door on the right. Thank you, Tabitha. All right. Good deal. All right, guys. Title of today's message is this. We can face tomorrow. No, no, matter, no matter what life brings at us, you and I can face it. No matter what changes happen, no matter what hurts happen, you and I can always make it guaranteed. You say, well, what guarantees that? Well, in today's message, what I want to give is three promises, and we're actually going to back up and kind of cover part of what we covered last week as the first promise, and then give you two more promises from the passages that we read this week, Romans 8, 26 through 28, as saying, man, because of these three promises, there's not anything in life that you and I can't face. There's not anything that can happen that can destroy us. And 
I'm not going to get there for two more weeks, but boy, we're going to get there in just two more weeks. We're going to get to the end of this chapter where we learn that not only is there not anything that can destroy us, there's not anything that can separate us from Him, there's not anything from take us from Him. Man, He is for us, not against us. Come with your walking shoes on because we're going to have a time that morning when we look at the end of this chapter. But we're building to that on promises, right? Three promises today why we can face tomorrow. Let's begin verse by looking first at Romans chapter 8 verse 18. You say, well, that wasn't part of our reading. I know. You just have to deal with it, okay? Look at what he said. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Remember in verse 17, it said, Provide, we suffer with Him. Talking about suffering with who? With Christ. In order that we may also be glorified with Him. So between 17 and 18, I think one of the people, possibly Timothy, probably spoke up and asked Paul, Paul, are you sure what we're suffering is not, are you sure it's worth it? Because sometimes we go through some junk that's hard. We go through some stuff that ain't easy. And sometimes we have to ask this question, man, are you sure that this is worth it? And Paul is saying, you're not ever going to go through a suffering in this world that even compares to the glory that's going to be revealed in us. Nothing. Think about this future for just a minute. We have a future that will be absent from all suffering. You realize there's a day coming when nobody will ever have an anxious feeling. Nobody will ever shed a tear. Nobody will ever be kicked in the stomach. Nobody will ever have an addiction. Nobody will ever be in a situation where they don't know what to do. There is coming a future that is so good, filled with the glory. Our future is so good that, listen, all of our best days are still ahead of us. Would you think, because I guarantee you, I can look across the room right here, and I guarantee some of y'all have had some good days. It's been like great days. It's like, I can't believe how good these days are, but, but listen to me. Still yet, the best days you had, your best days are still ahead of you. Our best days have not happened yet. Now watch this. That's not the end. And all of our bad days will one day be behind us. All of them. Not another bad day ever. Our best days are all ahead. Our bad days will all be... We cannot imagine how satisfied and full of joy and pleasures unending we're going to receive. We cannot imagine the satisfaction that's going to take place. Psalm 1611 says, In His presence is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Can't, we just can't. We get taste of that. We taste of that here on earth. From time to time, we taste of it. But boy, up there, it'll be constant. When we're with Him, it'll be constant. It'll be right. We cannot imagine 
every one of us receiving an inheritance that feels like we receive more than everybody else that's there. I still can't get over that thought. But that's what Paul taught us in the previous verses, is that every one of us are going to receive an inheritance, and it's going to feel like we got more than everybody else there, because it's the inheritance of the oldest son. It's incredible. This is, might be my favorite. We cannot imagine a day when Satan will be envious and jealous of what we receive. We can't imagine a day when he himself will be like, I can't believe they got all of that. Wow. You see, guys, because we know that our future, we know what our future is, we can face any suffering, any pain, any disappointment, and every failure that tomorrow brings. Promise number one, because we know what our future is. Promise number two, look in verses 26 and 27. The scripture says this, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And He who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Listen, you and I can face tomorrow because of who our prayer partner is. Because the Spirit of God is praying for us. Would you think about this? He's making intercession for us. We no longer, <clears throat> when we no longer know what to pray. Are you there today? I'm there in two different areas of my life. That it's like I've been, it's almost like I pray this one day about the situation, then I pray this the next day, and I pray this, and it's almost like I'm saying, God, I. I, I don't know what to pray about this. I don't know how to pray. And this passage was so encouraging to me because it was like he's saying, it's all right, I got you. Don't you worry about not knowing what to pray. Don't you worry about not knowing how to pray about this. Don't you worry about because the Spirit of God is working in you that He's praying for you. Can you imagine the Spirit of God in us knowing our needs, but also knowing the Father's will? Knowing our anxieties and our hurts, knowing our heart, knowing what we're trying to do, but yet also perfectly, perfectly, perfectly knowing God's will. And he's saying, Chris, when you don't know what to pray about this, it's okay. Because I'm going to pray for you. And did you notice how he said he was going to pray? According to God's will. According to God's will. Would you think about that for me? Because he's a part of the Godhead, we can be confident that he will pray the will of God. And we know, look, look at what 1 John Chapter 5, verses 14 and 15 says, And this is the confidence that we have toward Him, 
that if we ask anything according to His will, okay, sometimes there's some things very clear in the Scripture about what His will is, right? But then there's some decisions we're making in our life that we're saying, I don't know what your will is in this, Father. I don't know what you want me to do. What exactly would you have me to do in this situation? We don't know. But we, we know that if I pray anything according to your will, you hear us. And if I know that you hear us, and whatever I ask, I know that we have the request we've asked Him. So I'm saying, what am I saying? Father, I don't know what your will is, and I don't know how to pray, but I've been trying to pray. But now Paul is saying, it's all right, Chris. Don't worry about it because the Spirit of God knows exactly what to pray. And he's praying according to the will. And if he prays it according to the will, then we know the Father hears and the Father answers, and his will will be done in our lives. He's doing it. Right? He's doing it. So you know what? It's okay to say. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I don't know what to pray today. (laughs) I need somebody else to pray for me. I need the Spirit to pray for me. You know this is going on in my life, but I don't know what your will is for me in in my life. God, I need you. As a matter of fact, I told somebody this week, and since I've been going through this process, I've been, because if y'all don't know this, Christian life's a process, and growing in the Lord's a process. And, and can I tell you something about the process? There ain't nothing perfect about it. <laughs> it's got a lot of craziness in it, but it's a process. So as I've been going through this process with you all, and been praying through this, I finally quit saying, God, let your will be done in my life. I just started praying this. Father, make your will to be done in my life. Make it. I don't know what it is. You make it. What? Today. I get up today, Father. Whatever happens in my life today, I'm going to count it as your will in my life because I'm praying you make your will to be done in my life today. I may not understand it. I may not even want it. But I know what you do in my life is good. You're a good father. Make your will to be done in my life, Father. Make it to be done. Well, you say, if the Spirit is praying for us, should we pray? This is what's always interesting, isn't it, about us as people. I find this to be so true. Is that you and I like to do what God's job is. And we like for God to do what our job is. Have you ever noticed that? Okay. If the Spirit's going to pray, then, Chris, then I don't think I need to spend any time in prayer. We'll just let the Godhead take care of the prayer thing, and I'll be good, and I'll just do my own thing, right? That's the way we do. We want to do God's job, and we want God to do our job. But you and I know what the will of God is concerning prayer, right? What, what, what's the will of God concerning prayer? Let, let's think about a few of those. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this. Casting all your anxieties on Him because He what? You know what He was saying? He was saying pray. You feel anxious, pray. Well, what about Philippians 4, 6? says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by what? Huh. 
Yeah, and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Well, what about 1 Thessalonians 5, 17? I think somebody quoted this from the audience just a minute ago. Oh, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. So, so you know what we want to do? Is God, I want to decide what the will of God is for me. But I don't want to do the will of God of prayer. See, the will of God is for us to pray. Even when we don't know what to pray. Even when we don't know how to pray. Even when we're not sure what God's will. The will of God is for us to pray. So we might not know how. We might not know what, how it's going to work out. But it is for us to pray. Listen to how the psalmist wrote in 65.2. I love this psalm. But in 65.2, this is how he addresses the Father. Oh, you who hears prayer. I want to pray. Why? Because I've got a good Father that hears prayers. I've got a Holy Spirit in me that says, I'm going to retranslate your prayers for the Father so they get answered. This is the way I feel about it. I think I've told you all this before. And when I'm in India, sometimes teaching in the Bible institutes, there's a translator for me. And, and one, of the, one of the ones in particular is Raj Eleazar, just phenomenal translator and Bible scholar, great guy. And I always tell Raj, if I say anything that's not theologically correct, please translate it correctly. If I get it wrong, you get it right for me, okay? That's what the Spirit of God does with our prayers. We may not understand, we may not get it, may not, but the Spirit of God takes it and does it. Does it for us so that it's right. So, with that being said, and, and listen, God is not overwhelmed by our prayers. One of, my, one of my dear friends said to me, me and my wife are praying. He said, our prayer list is five pages long right now. And he said, I got to thinking about, man, we're just asking and asking and asking and asking and asking and asking and praying for all these people. and We're not being grateful. They are being grateful. Listen to me. God is never overwhelmed by our prayer list. God is filled with joy by our prayers. Our Father in heaven delights to hear from us. Our Father delights to enjoy and enjoys doing and answering our prayers. Think about this. You and I, when somebody comes to us, we want to be able to help them if we can do that. But I don't know about you, but there's not anything more frustrating to me than somebody coming to me with a help, with needing help, and I can't do anything for them. Do you know our Father never finds Himself in a position that He can't do something for us? 
He never finds himself in a position that he can't answer. He never finds himself overwhelmed by what's going on in our life. He is there and willing and ready, filled with joy, to be able to answer our prayers. See, because of our prayer partner, the Holy Spirit, you and I can face any suffering, any pain, any disappointment, and any failure that tomorrow may bring. Now, look at verse 28. And this is one of those verses that we like it as long as everything's good in our life. But we don't like it when things are not good in our life. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose. All things work together for good. Let's start with the simple day-to-day things that cause us to smile. Let me just ask you this morning, what brought a joy to you today? What has brought a joy to you today? King's Donuts? Chad's Coffee? Larry's hugs, breakfast you had, something your child said, something your child done, something your animal did, something your spouse did, something your... What, 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 the sunrise, the sunset? What brought a joy to you today? Do you realize that God is working in your life every time you experience joy? Every time you experience something good, it's because God is working all things for good in your life. Every time you recognize it, every time you experience it, every time you know it, it's like, man, God, I can't believe you give me that right now. I can't believe you let me see that sunset last night. I can't believe you let me experience this with my kids this weekend. I can't believe you let me have this moment right now. Wow. Someone recently said to me, I can't believe God's given me a yard that I get to mow. Yeah, I think he's regretting it now. But he did tell me that. I can't believe God's given me a yard I get to mow. God just blesses, right? All things, all things that we experience that bring us joy are from God. Are God working in your life? God working in your heart. Whether you acknowledge it, whether you think it is, whether it is or not, God is working in your life when you have that moment of joy. That's not all. See? But... Then this verse also gives us hope for those days when we get the news that we don't want to hear. The bad news from the doctor. 
The bad news from an employer. The bad news about a child. When you get kicked in the stomach. When the rug's ripped out from under you. When life hurts. And you don't understand why. And you don't really even know how to pray at this point about it. God works all things for our good. Not some of them. Not part of them. All things for our good. And I know in those times, in those times, when you hear that, you don't want to hear this verse. When you're going through something very difficult. When you're going through something very hard. Something you don't understand. You don't want to hear this verse. But I hope for you that are here and you're not going through something. The next time you get it, you got to know that I can face this. Because I know God is working good in my life right now. I don't under... Listen, he's not saying all things are good. Did you get that? He's not saying all things are good. It's not how he created this thing. What he's saying is all those things I can work for good in your life. That's what he's saying. The problem is, is you and I don't know the timetable, right? If I can, with just a minute for an example, think about Joseph. Can we think about Joseph who was sold by his brothers? His father's favorite. Now he's sold. Now he's a slave. He gets lied on. He gets thrown in jail. And then he gets raised up. The problem with you and I, we all want that to happen in a 12-hour period. We all want all that to happen by the end of the day. The, real, the realization, it was 13 years. 13 years before Joseph was able to make this statement. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. Why? Because He's working all things for our good. All things. Can we go a step further? Hear me when I say this. If there is something bad in your life right now, a burden that you're carrying and you don't understand how to deal with it or what it is, but you're carrying it and you're having to bear it. It's in your life because God's working good. It's in your life with a purpose because God's working good. You may be missing something in your life. You don't have something that you think you ought to have in your life right now. You think, man, I ought to have this. Can I tell you that because you don't have that, God is working good. He works good in the burdens we carry. He works good in the blessings he, we don't have that we think we should. God is working in all things. We just have to let Him work. Be patient and do what we know is the will of God. What do we know is the will of God? Pray. Keep praying. Keep worshiping. 
Keep reading. Keep fellowship. Keep coming. These things are what? The will of God. We stay the course. What we know is the will of God. And let God do what you and I cannot control. He's working in good. That's not all. It's not all. All things also includes not just the good things we experience on a day-to-day basis. Not just the bad things that we think we're, that we're going through. All things also includes our failures. Whew. You see, our God is so amazing that He's able to thread His purpose through our failures for our good. That's an unbelievable statement. How can that even be, God? How could you even think about threading your purpose through my failures in order for my good and your glory? How could that even be? But I know it to be true. I know it to be true in my life. I know it to be true in Mark's life. I know it to be true in Tiffany and Wanda's life. I know it to be true in Alan's life. God threads His purpose through our failures to bring good in our life and glory to Him. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. So, as we think about the three promises, we can face tomorrow. You know why? We can face tomorrow for these three reasons. Because of a future that we're looking forward to. Because of a prayer partner in the Holy Spirit that is praying for us. And because all things Work together for good. Now we can't stop there. We can't stop there. I need you to note two things. I can't leave this verse undone. Are these promises for everybody? Are they universal? Look back at verse 28 with me. And we know that for those who love God. Mm, for those who love God. Can't, let me be sure that we understand this. Do you remember Galatians 4.16? 4.6, I mean. Galatians 4.6 says this. Do I have that, Cheyenne? Oh, I do. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Do you realize that when we became a believer, that we received His Spirit that causes us to love Him? Look at 1 John 4, 19. We love because why? He first loved us. Matter of fact, let me say it like this. When you realize that God loves you, you can't help but love Him back. When the Spirit of God's in you, you can't. There ain't no, the only response is to love Him back. Now watch. And if anyone says, I love God, now watch how it's exhibited. Now here you go. 
And then he says, I love God and hates his brother. He's a liar. For, for, how, for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. So you want to test your love, what your love is, man, how do you deal with people? Do you love them? Do you hate them? How do you deal with people? How do you deal with people that's an opposite political party than you are? How do you deal with people that's a different color skin than you are? How do you deal with people that's a different, different country than you are? How do you deal with people who's a different economic status than you are? How do you deal with people that believe differently than you do? Do we love people? You know my favorite t-shirt? I'm going to start wearing that thing on Sunday morning until we all get it. I've got a favorite t-shirt. You know what it says? People are not the problem. People are the prize. People are not the problem. People are the prize. People, there's some problem in people. Just like there's some problem in all of us. It's called sin. But people are not the problem. People are the prize. We're winning. Getting. So do we love? Do we love? You thought you was going to get through this service without me sharing a Tim Keller quote. And, and I, I, I'm going to invite him down to preach sometime. And This is what he said about love. Love is not merely theological or intellectual. Nor is it merely emotional or sentimental. Love is setting the heart on God so that in all you do, you determine to please Him. Set your heart on God so that you determine to please Him. One more. One more about love. If you love God for who He is, you make a commitment and endure difficulty. But if you love God for what He gives you, you may bail out when sufferings come. Love. Talking about love. We love God because He first loved us. He caused us to love Him. Everything in our life works for good. Believing these truths will cause us to have peace, not anxiety, joy, not depression, rest, not exhaustion. There's a second part of verse 28. Come back to 28 again. And we know that all those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are what? Called according to His purpose. There's the criteria number two. Are we called? Look at verse 30. I'm going to spend next Sunday message is just going to be on these two verses, verses 29 and 30, because there's a lot to unpack there. But look at verse 30. I want you to see it. I don't think I have it on the screen. And those whom He predestined, He also called. 
And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Do you understand what he's saying right there? So to be called is what? Is to be a part of the family of God. Is to become a child of God. Is to be born again. To be called is our call to salvation. So the reality is this. These promises that I've told you are future our future, our prayer partner, the Holy Spirit, and that God works all things for good. All three of those things, listen to me, all three of those promises are to who? Those who, what? Have received Christ, have believed in Him, received His gift, His work and His person, and have begun to follow Him. That's what salvation is. I've put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. When I done that, I was called. I was called. We're going to talk about that next week. I was called. When I'm called, I love Him. When I'm called, there's a purpose in my life. His purpose. I'm called. I want the team to come. Worship team, would you come on? In closing, we can face tomorrow in rest, whether we are facing hardship, failures, or victories. Because of our future, our prayer partner, and our Father, who is working all things for our good. No matter what comes our way, we can face it because of what He's doing. So I'll ask you two questions today. First question is this. Are you called? Have you received salvation? Placed your faith in Him? Trusted in Him? What is, you say, what does all that mean, Chris? It means that I believe that Jesus lived a life I was supposed to live and did not, could not. That Jesus died a death I deserved. And God raised him from the dead and gave him a name above every other name. I'm placing all my hope for this life and the life to come in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. I want to do that today. I want to give my life to him and him alone today. I want Jesus to be my Savior. Well, that's... You can do that today. Let him be your Savior you want to do that you can come and have a conversation I'd love to talk with you I'd love to pray with you others would love to do the same second question I have for you are you going through something very bad and you're just you're tired you're wore out you're exhausted you can't get the day that you need you can't get the freedom you can't get the answer you can't you don't understand all I would ask you would you just rest and would you just trust this morning that God's working? And I know a lot of times it makes no sense, but God is working. Let Him finish His job. Well, fact is we can't prevent it. He's going to finish it. 
stay with Him. Stay with Him. Let's stand and let's worship. You know, I'm sure if we went around the room, everyone can point to a scar that reminds them of something very painful that happened, whether it's physical or emotional. But what I've learned about the scars in my own life is that I can allow the enemy to use that to stir up bitterness and hate because of the situation of the person that caused me that pain. Or I can give it to the Lord who can turn that around and use it for His glory and to perfect that healing. There have been times in my life looked at those scars and sometimes felt guilt because it was a choice that I made that caused that but the Lord has brought someone to me who was struggling with the same thing and I was able to share with them the healing that I found through Christ and he can do that for you don't be afraid to be vulnerable to God because he already knows And he wants to heal you completely and allow you to use that for victory.
victory. I can see, I can see how you deliver me. In your hands, in your feet, I found my victory. So I'm thankful for your scars, cause without them I wouldn't know your heart. And with my life I'll tell of who you are. So forever I am thankful, I'm thankful for the stars, cause without them I wouldn't know your heart, and I know they'll always tell of who you are, so forever I am thankful for the stars.
take communion this morning. What are we doing? Remembering Christ and His suffering. And remembering that one. That as you and I suffer with Him, you and I will be glorified with Him. And that everything good in our lives is because God is working in our lives. Boy, in this last song, as you take communion, and we have a heart of gratitude and say, Father, thank you for the good in my life every day. And Father, for those things, Father, that are a burden in my life right now, I thank you for them because I know they have purpose. Those things that I wish were in my life that are not in my life, I thank you for them because I know that has purpose. For my failures, Father, I'm not thankful for them. I'm not. I don't want to fail you. I want to honor you. But I thank you for threading your purpose through them so that they do honor you. And let's take communion in this last song.
always working. Amen. Listen, we're having the potluck meal down in the FLC. Presentation of closing in the drive-through, making a bigger foyer, opening it up for hospitality, fellowship, next steps kind of deal. Got plans, got presentation, and love for you to stay so it can be a time of casual and ask questions and talk about it. It's kind of a next phase and where the church is going. And so I, I want to do this. I want to go ahead and pray for the food and for us. And when you get down there, there's probably some folks already down there ready to uh, serve you and ready to get your meal and get in place. So let me let me pray for us and we'll go do that. And guys, I love you and I know some of you are hurting. I know that. And I don't know all the entails of your hurting but I know that God's going to bring good out of all your hurt but we just never know how long that's going to take we just have to trust Him Father I love you and you are so good you're the perfect Father good in every way Father as we Settle in to have lunch together. May you just bless that time and may people be encouraged. And maybe if there's people that just need to share burdens, Father, that you'll share, that they'll share and we'll help carry. Father, we pray that you bless the food and nourish our bodies. I pray for all of those, Father, who are going through that hard, difficult time right now. God, that you will give them rest. And let them stand on the foundation of the promises of our future, our prayer partner, and that you're working. Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Guys, have a great day. I'll see you down there. And you stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in but joy comes in the morning and when the oceans raged i don't have to be afraid because i know that you love me I saw the light.